If you have your Bibles, I know you depend on the screen. I do for the words to the songs, but if you have your Bible with you or your Bible app or just kind of follow along. I've started using my Bible app more than I thought I ever would. I thought, man, that's just sinful, not opening up a real Bible. Now I'll just get up in the morning, I open up my Bible gateway, it's verse of the day, and then I start looking at scriptures, and and uh, Mary said, no, get the Bible. <laughs> this is the Bible, so you know, get the Bible. <laughs> she likes to hold it, yeah, I'm, I'm holding it. I'm going to give you uh, just a little quick invite for next Thursday night before I get into the message, because I know... Uh, a lot of you have maybe never experienced the Living Last Supper. We've been doing it for several years now. And this is the first year we actually have it. We, only have, we have a, a lady that's producing it. And we also have our first time we've ever had our own costumes made. So that will be Thursday night at 7 o'clock. How many of you have never been to the Living Last Supper? Oh, wow. Y'all are in for a treat. I mean, it is, it's very impactful. It's, it's a reenactment of the Last Supper. Uh, with that kind of that picture like that, and, and it's right here on the stage, and it's a time for church-wide, it's a communion time, time for worship and, and praising, setting you up, really gets you prepared for Resurrection Weekend, for Resurrection Sunday. And also in, in saying that, at 7 o'clock Thursday night, please come. Uh, then next Sunday, we have two services, same two times, and we have overflow room. It's all ready to go with, with the screens and everything. But we really, I'm encouraging you to get here early. And if you're a worship, if you're a leader in any capacity, please come early and help assist with both services, okay? We just really want to, to everybody taken care of because we usually have a lot of visitors or guests come on, on that Sunday. Uh, not necessarily just the uh, people that only go to church. You know, we, we make, the, we make the, uh, the joke about whether regular Christians, they come on Christmas and Easter. Uh, it's not about that. It's about really making a place for them, making them know that they're loved and they're welcomed, and they're not judged because they come twice a year. Because if we really have, if the Holy Spirit takes over, uh, that twice a year will end up being a lot more than twice a year. So that we use that as a, as a Sunday to celebrate the resurrection, but also as a Sunday of evangelism to bring the lost into the kingdom. And here's the thing. A lot of churches do di different things. We do regular services. We, we don't go all of a sudden we're going to do something different because... When they come here on a resurrection day, we want them to understand this is how it is for us. It may be just like this next weekend. We don't know. We just want to be led by the Spirit. Amen? And so we, we don't know how it's going to be. We have a plan, but we let God direct us by the Spirit. So those are a couple of things I want to uh, I encourage you to do. The other thing I want to encourage you to do before we get into ministry time at the end of the sermon, which will be really short today, I'm sure. No amens? Okay, it's going to be really long. That after the service, we're inviting everybody to stay for really an awesome meal. I mean, it's five stars uh, next door. And, and this meal has been lovingly prepared by a bunch of women. And, man, they've got it all, all this, this awesome menu with a, and also an ice cream bar, a Sunday bar. And so if you don't like the food, you, everybody likes ice cream, so stay for that. And it's, it's such a really awesome price. Listen, if you don't have money for the meal... We never turn anybody away. Just go when you get up to the desk and say, I, I don't have any cash today or any money today. 
listen, we will bless you with a meal. Some of you can pay for other people, but we want to bless our youth. Yesterday they had Camp Eagle came here on site, and for 10, from 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock it had all these activities. I just want to know, I want you to know we have an awesome youth group. We have awesome youth workers and pastors and ministers, and we want to be a part of You want to encourage them by the way you give, and if you can sponsor youth, do that. Uh, it's camp starts in, in the end of July and the 1st of August, so I've got all those things out of the way so I can preach. Amen? We've been talking about what did Jesus do so we could know what we're supposed to do when we're in situations. And so this series, uh, I had a few people say, well, are you going to end the series last week or are you going to continue on the series? Like, what did Jesus do? I said, well, I'm going to continue the series because of what did Jesus do? He died for us. And I'm thinking, all right, this whole series has been, if God, if Jesus did this and he said greater works than we shall do, and we're supposed to do what Jesus did, and if he died for us, then guess what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to die yay awesome praise god we get to die that's awesome pastor i just such an encouragement but that's what he says we are to do if we really want to live he said we got to die every sunday that we have baptisms and i'm I hopefully next i think we have several baptisms coming up next week and if you recently accepted christ and you've not been baptized I mean, Resurrection Day, there's not a better day to get baptized than that. But every time we baptize somebody, we talk about being buried and raised, don't we? It's, it's found in Romans chapter 6. It says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried. Now, what happens when somebody dies? What do we usually do? We bury them, right? Or some people are... are or cremated, but usually you know the term when we say, well, we buried them. It's, it's about death. It says, we were buried with him through baptism into death. He's using that word a lot about death. And he's associating us with him in the death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should be we should walk in the newness of life. So you hear me say a lot of time, we're buried with Christ and we're raised to walk in newness of life. Y'all hear that? That's where this comes from. So, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. Say, old man. Amen. And women, don't look at your husband when you say that. When our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin, listen to this, might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Christians, believers, People that love Jesus, listen, we are not to be slaves to sin. Matter of fact, we are not slaves to sin. We have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And he says that right there for, look at verse 7, for he, little h, that's us, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Sin no longer has dominion over us. So if you're here this morning and you sin a lot and you don't care about your sin and you flaunt your sin and you do things, way, you go way past what the norm is and you, you excel at sinning, listen, you probably need to get saved. We are supposed to look different. We are supposed to act different. And here's the thing, if you're not willing to die, you're not going to be able to live for him. You've got you've to die first before you can live. I know that sounds weird, but that's the word of God. You see, when I began to, I had this great, profound revelation this week, and I told Mary Lee, she said, well, that's not, 
That's not profound, but it was profound to me. Before there can be a resurrection, there has to be a death. Isn't that amazing? We focus, the next week we're focusing on the resurrection. I promise you it's all going to be about the resurrection. But listen, before Jesus could be raised from the dead, he had to die. And he says the same things about us. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Say new creation. All things have passed away. What do we say about somebody when they die? Well, so-and-so passed away. (laughs) That's a nice way to say they died. All things have passed away. Behold, all things, say all things, have become new. So if, if we have crucified the old man all the old things have passed away. They've, they've died. They've been buried. That we are supposed to walk in this new life, this new creation that God has given us. But how many of you know, maybe it's you sitting here. How many of you know that Christians that walk in, in deadness, they walk without life. They don't, they don't have the abundant life. Everything about them says, man, I'm, I'm, I'm poor. Oh, pitiful me. And there's no, there's no joy in their life. There's no joy in their step. There's no joy in their journey. Listen, for believers, there should be joy in the journey. Even when you're going through the fire. Even when you're in the valley of the shadow of death. I have a feeling that David, when he was getting that stone ready, I don't think he was out there. I don't know what I, I don't know what I, I don't know if I can hit him or not. <laughs> I hope I, I hope I don't miss. You never see any of that. He says, Give me, I'll go, because God's already won this battle for me. He already knew. He was already prepared. He'd come out there, whop, knock the giant down. Now flip over to, or turn to Luke chapter 9. I want to encourage you this morning to die. Let's let's just shoot right on down to verse 23. Jesus had already told he man, he's already preaching, he's already the, he's already fed five thousand, he's done miracles, he's asked the disciples, who do you who people say I am? And 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 they said, Well, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, uh, some one of the prophets who've been raised back from the dead. They're all manner of things. And and he said, But who do you say I am? And then Peter said, But you're the you're the, the Christ, the Son of God. And he, lay, he, he knew who he was. Before we can get to the place of uh, allowing God to do everything he can for in our life, we have to recognize actually who he is. Okay? We're not just serving some, some pie in the sky, some theological thought. We're not, just, we're not serving somebody that we think did what he did. We, have to, we know by faith that he's put within our heart that he is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. If it was anybody else that went to the cross, it wouldn't have counted. So we have to know who we are. Okay, we have to know who we are. And so Jesus was asking them, who do you th- who do people say that I am? Who do you say I am? And Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, you're right. The Holy Spirit has revealed that to you. And he's shown that to you. Listen, when you get saved, guess what? It's not because I've said anything. It's because the Holy Spirit has drawn you. It's because he has said, now's your time. And when you, you know, that window's open, you need to walk through that, that opening. And grab hold of when Jesus is speaking and revealing himself to you by the Spirit. But look what Jesus said to his disciples. He goes on and he says to them all, verse 23, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Stop. 
Put the brakes on. Not popular. Don't want to do that. Deny yourself. Oh, Jesus, please. Let's just reword that a little bit so I like it a little bit better. Make it a little more palatable, right? But no, Jesus said, if you desire to come after him, he says, come after me. Let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That is so exciting. You know what? When Jesus was telling them about the cross, you know what they were thinking when he said the cross? You know what the cross meant to them? What do you think it meant? Death. Oh, good. Jesus said, take up that cross beam. That cross beam that they, you mean the one that they, they, they take people and they drag them up the hill and they, they nail them to the rest of the cross? Take up that cross every day? That just sounds so exciting. Because, listen, when he gave them that picture of the cross, you know what the cross is? It's a one-way journey. Jesus, when you go to the cross, you're going there to die. And they knew that when Jesus was speaking to them, this is what you're going to do. I want you to take up your cross. And I want you to, if you really want to follow me, I want you to take up this cross. Listen, when they were criminals, they didn't take up the cross. The cross was put on them. This is, an, this is a voluntary, voluntary taking up the cross. Take up the cross, okay, and follow me, but take it up daily. See, Luke's the only one that adds daily. That's why I'm preaching from Luke today, because we need to be reminded this is a daily walk. Y'all agree? You know, your yesterday's walk doesn't count for today. You got to walk it today. How many of you have had really good days and had bad days? pretty much everybody i'm doing good today yeah everything's good my baby's my baby's safe my baby's feeling good everything my my bills are paid uh uh, you know the roof's not leaking everything's good and then everything falls in the roof starts leaking the baby gets sick and you can't pay your bills and all of a sudden what's your walk like are you willing to die that day to deny yourself that day Are you willing to take up your cross that day and seek him? Because he said, if you want to follow me, listen, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life, there's another one. He's talking about death again. When we we talk about people, uh, did you hear about so-and-so? No, what happened? They lost their life yesterday. It's about death. I, I, I wish I could tell you this is not what he's saying, but this is what he's saying. He said, but whoever loses his life, for my sake, will save it. In other words, everything in the kingdom is kind of backwards from what we think. Our culture tells us, go after everything. It doesn't matter what it takes to get what you want. Go and get it. You're number one. If you have to step on some people to get to the top, step on them. That's just the way our culture is, man. Get there however if you need to, by hook or by crook. If you need to get to, to some place in your, in your corporate ladder, do it. That's what our culture teaches. The Bible teaches totally opposite. He says to die to yourself, deny yourself. Take up your cross, die to yourself, follow me every single day. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses what? Himself destroyed or lost, loses his soul. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words of him, the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory 
and in his fathers and of the holy angels. Who was tempted by somebody that said, I'll give you the whole world if you'll, if you'll worship me? Jesus was. We, we studied it a few weeks ago. Satan said, listen, if you'll just bow down and worship me, I'll, everything you see, you can have it. I'll give you the whole world. And Jesus said, mm, no, no can do. You twisted the word, Satan. I live for my father. He denied himself. And he's asking you and me to deny ourselves today. So what does it mean? What does it look like to take up our cross daily? You know, I kind of, I hear these, I've heard a lot of sermons and I preach a lot of sermons. And I never want to be guilty, and I'm sure I have been, of throwing out those nice, cute Christian phrases. You know what I'm talking about? Let go, let God. Okay. What does that mean? Because somebody else told me I need to grab hold of God. You right? You know, it's, it's all going to be okay. Uh, God's with you. What does that mean, God's with me? I, I, where is he? Sometimes, don't we ask that question? Where is he? And we, we use, we, you know what? God's going to get you through this, brother. Well, God might want you to help get them through that, brother. Instead of you just, it's all going to be okay. God bless you. God bless you. I hope everything works out for you. You know what? God's going to be there for you all the time. And John, God's going, yeah, yeah, Harold, that's you. You're supposed to be there for them. Right? You know what I'm saying? I don't like those words. I mean, ha- we go and comfort people that, have, that are going through a trial or a tribulation. We give them these empty words. And I know they don't mean to be empty, but they come across empty to the people that are in a fog. When you just lost a loved one or somebody just committed suicide and you're trying to give them comforting words. Listen, sometimes the best comfort to them is just hug them and say, I love you. I'm praying for you. I don't even know what to tell you. Be honest. Don't fill them full of all that stuff that you're not willing to back up with your own action. That wasn't in my notes. That was extra. But I'm so serious about this, guys. If we, you know, I ended last week's sermon about character and about integrity. If we're going to win this community for Jesus Christ, like Irma was talking, if we're going to win the people that are lost that are all around us, we've got we've to step up. By stepping up, die to yourself. Quit thinking about yourself. Begin to think about Christ in you, the hope of glory, Christ doing what he wants to do in you and through you. Let me, let me close with these couple of scriptures. Galatians five nineteen through 21. You know, we hear about the fruit of the Spirit all the time, don't we? And most of you can quote the fruit of the Spirit. But did you know before he mentions the fruit of the Spirit, he mentions the fruit of the flesh? Most people don't quote that one. Galatians five nineteen. Now the works of the flesh or the fruit of the flesh are evident. Here they are. Great list. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's serious stuff. See, if that's, if that's you, if that's a picture of you right there, you need, you need Jesus, you need to get saved. You really do. If that's 
the practice of your life, you don't look anything like Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a grace. I love grace. But if that's what your picture, this is who you are. Listen, that's not Jesus. And he says it. If you practice these, if this is a normal part of your life, if these things are defining you, then you are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. But there's also the fruit of the Spirit. I want you to see the contrast. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Oh, we got a law. You can't be kind to people. (laughs) You need to quit loving those people. No, there's no law against these things. There doesn't need to be a law against these things. And those who are Christ, listen to what he says. I'm talking about dying here. Those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. See, we don't, we don't go to that spot. We just end it with a fruit. But he says, listen, if, if that fruit is the fruit of the spirit lives in you, it's because of this. You've crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. You have denied yourself. You have died to yourself. You have died to your own plans. How many of you know you can make your plans? And God will let you do what you want to do. God will let you make choices all day long that do not honor him. He will let you do that. But that's not his plan for you. If we, listen, verse 25, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited. Listen, don't kind of get all boastful about, hey, I'm led by the Spirit kind of guy. I'm a Spirit-filled believer. I have, I'll speak in tongues and, and make people feel less than believers, less than Christians. You know, you, anybody know Christians like that? They kind of got that chest out looking thing, you know. That I, yeah, yeah, I know a lot of scriptures. <laughs> you need to learn some scriptures. He said, let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. This should never take place in the body of Christ. We should be building one another up. Jesus said for us, it is no longer I, but Christ in me. Because we've been crucified with him. I want to tell you this. You may leave here today and go, well, I didn't like that message. That's okay. That's fine. Go argue with God about it. Go argue with his word about it. Because I know it's not cool. Pastor, you talked about crucifying your flesh. You know what he's really talking about? Here's the daily thing. It's every day when you wake up, you have a choice. Every person in you, you have a choice of what you're going to do with the day. Am I, am I correct? Just Unless somebody's holding a gun to your head. Today you're going to follow Jesus or I'm going to blow your brain. No. You wake up and you have choices to make. You have a choice of how you speak to your mate. You have a choice of how you speak to your children. You have a choice as to how you're going to live this day, how you're going to walk this day. Every day and throughout the day we have choices to make. And listen, the choices either are about you or they're about God. They're about I'm going to have my way. I don't care what you say. Or God, lead me and direct my paths today. I want to be led by your spirit. And some days, guess what? We, we fall into the trap 
and we fall into the trap of listening to ourselves and making our own decisions based upon our own flesh. And they usually end up getting us in trouble. Right? I could tell you some stories <laughs> about me. We all could, and that's right. But if we wake up, listen, if we wake up every day and say, Lord, this is your day. This is the day that you've made. I want to rejoice and be glad in this day. Lord, would you lead me today by your spirit? You know what he's going to tell you more than likely? Go find the word. Get some scripture in you today, Harold. Spend some time with me and pray. And then look for me throughout the day because I want to be leading you. I want to be directing your steps. But, Harold, when you get off track, when you step into the ditch, here's the problem with a lot of Christians. You know what we do? We get in the ditch, and we stay in the ditch. Oh, I just can't believe I did that. I just, I'm just I'm worthless. I'm nobody. I'm so sorry, Jesus. I guess I'm just going to be an old, dirty, rotten sinner the rest of my life. I, I can't overcome this. I'm just, I'm doomed. A lot of Christians do that. You don't let him pull you back out. You don't let him lift you back out of the ditch. And I'm telling you, the quicker you let him lift you back up, the better it's going to be for you. Because the enemy will beat you down and he'll put his foot on your head and he'll just rub it in. So that's what, that's the key. That's, that's the dying to yourself daily is living for him daily. Not looking back, looking forward. Because you are a new creation, old things have died. They've been buried. You got to reckon that they're dead and reckon that you're a new person in Christ every day, every moment. Amen? Okay. Thank y'all for being here today. It's been a good day. Uh, I did this in the first service. I'm going to do it in the second service. I, I, we're not going to have a ministry team up here this morning. Um, I feel like so many of you just need to be encouraged today that whatever your walk has been, that it can be what? If you'll surrender and repent, give it to Christ, and he can change your walk today. So would you stand? I want to bless you. I want to bless you with a, with a fresh walk. And then I want to bless you and ble I want to bless the food so y'all can invade that next room and have a great time of fellowship and food and just hang out today. Huh? Oh, we have the video too. Oh, I'm so Okay. Okay. Just, uh, just, ah, you don't even bow your heads. <laughs> That's receive. You know, like you're holding a TV. If you want to receive big, like a big flat screen. Not one of those little mini portables. No. Father, I want to bless this body of believers this morning to get out of the rut and to be restored and be renewed in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we don't have to stay where, where we have fallen, but we would allow you by your grace to lift us up because we're in your hands and you want to guide us, you want to direct our steps today, but not only today, every day. But today's all we've got, Lord, so today... May you direct our paths. May we be led by your spirit. Maybe it's going to be to somebody that's lost that needs to hear a word of, of hope, a word of salvation. Lord, help us to be honest. 
Because, Lord, we stay in the ruts when we're not honest and we just lie to ourselves. Help us to be honest and say, Lord, I need a hand up. Lift me up today. And help us to be honest with you, Lord, and to say, I need you every hour. Lord, I need you every hour, every moment to lead my life, to direct my steps. And that you will purpose in your heart when you wake up in the morning that you would put on Christ. It will be as natural as when you put your clothes on, you're going to put on Christ, you're going to put on the armor, you're going to put on faith, and you're going to walk the walk and live the life before others that would bring glory and honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Y'all receive that? Say amen.